I acknowledge with gratitude that I'm a settler who lives and creates on the unceded traditional territories of the Samiamu First Nation, which lies within the shared territories of the Kwantlen, Katsi, and Stolo First Nations. Today we are joined by my friend Natalie Stark, who has a totally cool name. And I met Natalie a few years ago. She helped me greatly because as I transitioned from being a member of the ADHD Rewired Coaching and Accountability community um, into becoming a peer mentor, she was my mentor in becoming what we call an admin and ADD min, being a peer mentor and volunteer in the coaching and accountability group. So I was a little newbie and Natalie was the experienced one. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I remember you wanting to like know more about how to do it and me being like, you're really good at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, but what is it? Welcome to the ADHD Friendly Lifestyle. I'm your host, Moira Maben, a woman, mom, educator, and I have late diagnosed ADHD. This is the place to practice getting rid of guilt or shame and spending more time with our strengths and passions. There are things that I wish I had known about my ADHD sooner that are allowing me to make different decisions to make my life more ADHD friendly, and I want to share them with you. For show notes, including next steps, resources, and articles on this topic, visit ADHDFriendlyLifestyle.com. Welcome to A Life with ADHD, and it's a friendly lifestyle. We're just going to keep going on. Mm -hmm. Um, So welcome. Even yesterday when I was talking with my current admin, they both were talking about strategies that I learned from you and crediting me for them, and I credited you for them. So I'd like to welcome you, Natalie. And that means a lot that you mentioned me to people. I appreciate it. I'm excited to be here. So you said you first did ARC as the ADHD Rewired Community Um, Coach. Yeah. I was in season 12 and then I admined for season 13. And that was the first time I admined was for 13. Actually, yeah, I was admin to Roxy and Marisol was my admin. She really pushed for me to do it. Um, and it really helped me because actually I went through a giant transitions when I first was in ARC. This was back when he was doing individual interviews, but I ended up admitting myself to the hospital for suicidal ideation. And the one thing I did before going to the hospital was cancel my interview with him and reschedule. Wow. Yeah. And I talked to him a week after I got back from the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I was always, I was very honest with why I had to reschedule and everything. And I sometimes am surprised that he was like, yeah, you're ready for this. Mm-hmm. But that had happened because I had felt so um, lost and so useless mm-hmm. because I was trying very hard to be a provider, both financially and like homestead wise for my now ex-husband. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was failing and I was like, I need to try and fix this ADHD thing. Got to fix it, you yeah. know, it's totally something you can yeah. just Because we're broken. Fix. No, we're not. Right. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. And so I, and in the middle of my actual ARC session in May, right after my birthday, I was like, wait, the reason this is bad is because I shouldn't be here. And that's when I decided to get divorced right in the middle <laughs> of ARC. 
Mm-hmm. And then I was going through all that as I was an admin in 13. And I think one of the reasons was because I wanted to keep that schedule mm-hmm. as everything else around me was changing. Mm-hmm. It kept me grounded. It did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not often now that people become an admin right after group because we realize that there's so much to process. There's two things you mentioned that I want to touch on. The first one is we got in here, we, we, we got deep right away. Yeah. You're mentioning your suicidal ideation. Last week, I recorded with a very bad cold, a policy paper from the Canadian Advocacy Group for ADHD. Mm-hmm. And women with ADHD, 24% attempt suicide compared mm-hmm. to 9% of men with ADHD and 3% of women without ADHD. And so that's huge. And it's huge being, there's a huge need that we need to talk about this stuff because, I mean, my, my grandmother committed suicide when she was 86 mm-hmm. and mental health doesn't need to be a stigma. It, it doesn't. You know, it's, it's a part of our health. We're a, a whole being. And so I'm glad that you reached out. I'm glad you made that a priority and I'm glad you got the help you needed. Mm-hmm. I, I listened to your podcast about um, the one about ADHD and women and like so much of that resonates. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was only, I was only 24. Yeah. I was only 24 when that happened. I was just married like a year prior. I just graduated with my master's. I was doing the thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And I could tell that the thing wasn't for me. Yeah. Right. And that's why I ended up in the hospital and why I was like, I got to do this coaching group. Like, and I consider myself incredibly privileged and lucky that I had the career that allowed me to be like, I'm going to the hospital for a week. And the money that allowed me to do that when, you know, the healthcare system doesn't really care one way or the other, they Mm -hmm. just want their money. Mm -hmm. Right. I had the money. I had the money not only for that, but for a coaching group. Yeah. Right. And how there's so many people out there with so many women out there with ADHD who will never come anywhere close to where we are. Yeah. Because of their money and because of their life situations. And that's exactly why we got to talk about it. I want to make podcasts. Appreciate you bringing that up because that has been on my mind the entire time because Mm -hmm. I know I'm privileged. I'm incredibly privileged. And I recognize that some of the things that are within my reach are not within the reach of others. And so that is in my mind when I am talking. And one of the things that I'm working on, I'm collecting information, is ways for people to get medication, ways for people to get things that I didn't know about. Because I have been in, you know, and we both have been in financial situations that are not good and and that are precarious. Mm -hmm. Um, When you don't know what tomorrow is going to be like. When you don't have, you know, a lot of the things that we can still take for granted, it just makes everything else harder. You can't focus on other things if you don't have your basic needs met. And that includes your basic health needs and your, Mm -hmm. so thank you for that. I want to give you the opportunity to share about your journey? I got diagnosed when I was 24 um, in like June 2017. 
And it was February 2018 that I went into the hospital. And then I was in season 12, started that April. You know, I got divorced and all that. I was having my occupational therapy degree. I was still really into being an occupational therapist. And we had this exercise that Eric does. Uh, that was like two days after I decided to get divorced. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do with your life? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know. I, I just abandoned all thoughts and plans of what I thought I was going to do with my life, mm-hmm. right? So I sat there and I thought about it, right? And I was like, I want to drive around the country. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to do. I want to live in an RV and drive around the country because I love travel and I love nature. And I just, that's just what I want to do. I got to do it. Mm-hmm. And literally that September, I bought an RV, right? And now I am living in that RV. Mm-hmm which is great. I love it. And I, you know, we were talking about money. I don't really have the money right now for gas to get very many places, but I still love living in my RV. Mm -hmm. Um, And talk about an ADHD friendly lifestyle. If you get down to like that few amount of items, it actually makes things way easier. I find cooking easier. Cleaning is easier because there's less to clean. And you're just outside a lot more because it's a tiny little RV. I bought one that can park in a parking spot. Mm-hmm. The research they've got, um, I want to do a whole episode about being outside because a group of kids, you know, during the school day compared playing on asphalt to playing on grass and the kids with ADHD had fewer symptoms and better coping skills when they were playing on grass compared to playing on asphalt. Like yep. it's just, it's a thing. It's a, yeah, I was gonna say, hopefully it's an easy thing to do. But it, you know, again, it depends on where you live, how much concrete there is, and windows and things like that. Where you so can get places. People can follow you in your RV lifestyle. Yeah, so I actually have my Instagram poly pan van, which is where I talk about my RV stuff. Um, yeah. And that's poly for polyamory, P-O-L-Y, pan for pansexuality, P-A-N, and van, because I live in a van. And I'll have those links on our, our, our website. You can follow all about that. I was going to say, so I bought the RV. I initially didn't think I was going to live in it. I thought I was going to be a weekend warrior, one of those people who work all week and then go somewhere over the weekend every weekend, right? Um, that's not actually very ADHD friendly. No. At all. So I, many transitions. I, oh, my God. I, I never once did it. I never did it. I never worked all week and went on a weekend vacation and then worked again. Never did it. No. Um, I had my RV parked for a year and a half without using it. Wow. Right. And then the pandemic happened Mm -hmm. and it still sat there because like you weren't allowed to travel. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And like now I'm lucky and happy that we're in a place enough where I can live in the RV. There's a lot of people in van lifers that I follow who had to go find a place to live for a while Mm -hmm. during the pandemic because that's just how it worked. When the pandemic hit, I stopped getting work because I was actually working as a travel occupational therapist, but like locally, I'd go Mm -hmm. to places for a few weeks at a time. I was actually good at that. We're talking about being unable to change up so many times. I actually was good at that in that regard. Well, I know like that we know mutually that you've helped virtually just the idea of someone being able to help me function better. Just how do I set my life up? Right. And right. just being able to come in and, and look at a space and how I'm doing things and how I'm moving. And yeah, no, I'm really good at that, actually. Yeah, I know. I, I, I'm really good at assessing an environment and understanding what to do with it. 
and how to make that environment work for me, which is why I love my tiny little RV. I am making it and adapting it to be exactly what I want for myself. And even just living in an RV for me makes ADHD better. For instance, I hate going grocery shopping, but I have a tiny fridge now, so I have to go more frequently, which makes it easier because I can get to the store and just go, what do I want to eat for dinner today? And instead of being like, oh, I got to leave my apartment and get in my car, I'm already in it. I'm already in my car. It's that much easier. One less transition because I'm in my car. One less transition to get to the grocery store. And it makes all of those things that much easier for me. Everything just feels more accessible. My long-term dream is to have a small motorhome and drive around North America with my husband. And then when we want to come home, we fly home from where we are. And then yep. when we're ready to go again, we fly back. And Oh, I mean, um, there's so many people who do it. Because I, I, I nest, right? Like when, whenever we do go somewhere, I will unpack my bag, set up my bedside table because I know how I want things to function. And it's also so I, I can find things. There's a lot of what you've said that makes yeah. an ADHD friendly lifestyle. We're not going to have enough time to talk about today. No, we're not. Holy moly. Like, how could I wrap this up in like so, the amount well, of time you have left? Here's the, here's the <laughs> thing that I want to know is uh, I've got two questions. One, can you explain how you landed on your name for your coaching? Yeah, Queer Spectrum Life queer Coaching. Spectrum. Queer Spectrum Life Coaching. I wanted queer right away. Um, yeah, I'm queer. I'm very queer. <laughs> Picked queer for many reasons. One of the reasons being it's like really overarching. And when you don't know what you are, but you know you're not straight or cis, queer is perfect. Mm -hmm. Right. Labels are great for communicating, but not necessarily perfect. There's a lot of people in this world that don't fit into the boxes, even the extra boxes that we are making and continuing to make queer mm -hmm. tends to be a good umbrella term for that. And it's a, a slur that we have reclaimed mm -hmm. as a community. Right. Mm -hmm. Where we say, well, guess what? Yeah, we're queer. We love being different. It's who we are. It's a pride thing. It is. And I also think it's somewhat political and that's incredibly important for me to have come across right away when people look me up mm -hmm. because I want people to know that like, I will not tolerate transphobia. Mm -hmm. I will not tolerate racism. I will not tolerate hate of any kind. And believe it or not, even within the LGBTQIA plus community, there are people who are transphobic. Mm -hmm. Like, yep all sorts of people out there. And I'm not one of those people. And you are welcome to be whatever colorful version of yourself you are in my presence. I embrace that. I think it's wonderful. So queer was important to me right away. What took me longer to find was the second word because I didn't want to be queer life coaching. I'm not helping people like with their identity of being queer. I simply right. am queer, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I had to come up with another thing. And I came to Spectrum because it has that link to neurodiversity in general, right? Mm -hmm. And because so many things are spectrums, gender is a spectrum, um, ADHD, autism, all life in general, it's a spectrum, right? Um, mm -hmm. And so I picked spectrum and then you tack life coaching onto it and there you go. I love, I appreciate your, your um, what you spoke about the word queer because those are my understandings of it. And what I am wondering as, um, you know, cis woman, that um, is there any issue with me using that word? Because what my concern would be is that when someone doesn't understand what you've shared, mm -hmm. that 
but it being taken in the way in which I'm intending it. And is that me overthinking things? And so I'm just wondering as I'm navigating, I guess things like the podcast would be really where, or speaking more generally. Right. I'm, I'm catching what you're putting down. Queer is one of those words in the community that can be used how you want to use it. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, that's part of the reason why it's an umbrella term and something a lot of people use. Um, and a lot of people who aren't exactly sure what they are use it because it at least lets people know, well, I'm not like what society says I should be. I'm not mm-hmm. like cis or I'm not like straight. I'm not monogamous. I'm not whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Like queer does that. But like a lot of people can, it's like things can be like queer, just like how gay used to mean happy. Like, right. Like queer means off and weird right yeah like they're queer like and so in that sort of way there's people who aren't you know gay or like um any of those things that we're talking about who say oh i'm body queer right Mm -hmm. and that's a whole movement and like it's weird i have weird feelings about it to be honest i think that that makes sense to use that word that way but I do think it's very much an LGBTQIA word. So using it to describe just like how your body is, mm-hmm. right? But also like your body versus gender and sexuality are kind of related, right? Yeah. It's one of those words. It's just one of those words that you can make it what you want it to be, if that makes sense. And yeah, yeah and I think what it is, what I'm, I'm I uh, in one of my episodes I recently said, and I is that this is evolving and it's changing and I'm going to make mistakes and I'm going to try my best and I don't mean to offend anybody. Um, so, but just, I'm, I'm trying to be as inclusive as I can when I'm talking mm-hmm. on the podcast, because there's so many ways that, that people with ADHD are marginalized. And then when we add in other ways that we can be mar- marginalized, yeah, I don't want to do that even more. Right. I so, think- it's very important to and I tell this to um, like allies all the time mm-hmm. that even us ourselves as queer people can't keep up. Yeah. Right. I, as a queer person in the community who wants to do everything possible to do everything right, to be politically correct, to honor people, to not trigger people, will get things wrong. Yeah. Because that's just how it works, especially in such a rapid growing community that is now able to flourish more than ever before. Mm-hmm. Right. And if I'm going to mess up, like you certainly should forgive yourself for messing up, Mm -hmm. right? As Mm -hmm. long as you learn and change it moving forward, that's just what life is. Mm -hmm. That was a lot about my name. I didn't. It's actually one of the things that I've, I've missed about talking to you is that it's just, it's so easy to take something and then just go, go deep with it. And that's just, I think one of the things about like people with ADHD generally don't like small talk, right? And so you like to talk about the issues that. I think about and I like to talk about. So I really appreciate it. We're going to wrap up here today. And I, so we've touched on things. I'm going to have you back. So thank you very much. You are very, very welcome. This is fun. And if uh, people want to reach out and learn more about you, they can go to ADHDfriendlylifestyle.com. I'll have it on there. And you can go to queerspectrumlifecoaching.com um, to book me. First 30 minute consult is free because I want to make sure you know what you're getting into and that we will work well together. I- And I know that I'm going to have you back because there's so many things that we want to talk about. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you.
I hope you've enjoyed today's show and would love to hear your thoughts. To get in touch, you can write me an email at ask at ADHDfriendlylifestyle.com. Connect with me on my website, Instagram, and Facebook at ADHD Friendly Lifestyle or Twitter at ADHDFL. Every episode has a website page with show notes, transcripts, next steps, resources, and articles related to the topic. To get these, visit ADHDFriendlyLifestyle.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, the best way is to subscribe on the podcast player of your choice and by taking the time to rate and review it there. And here are other podcasts for your listening pleasure. On Hacking Your ADHD, Will Curb gives tips, tools, and insights. Brendan Mahan hosts ADHD Essentials, focusing on parenting and education. Thanks for listening. See you later.